Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we were looking at the 10 most searched creatures on Google, and we haven't covered Bing or anything yet. So, you know, it could be totally different on Bing. We think about it. But we were talking here about Dark Watchers, which is, again, it rhymes with Goldfinger. Dark Watchers. Yeah. Or it would be an ad for, for wristwatches that are just painted dark colors. Right now, it may, with the Apple Watch, the new models, <laughs> they may be very dark because they may be banned again. There's a story that came up about that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Metaphoric Watchers. These things are people would see them, especially uh, the, the stories were really common with settlers during the you know gold rush times going across the, the landscape in covered wagons. Is, uh, on the horizon, they would just see these really tall, almost stick figure like things. And they just sat perfectly still and just watched people go by. You know, they were never within shouting distance. They were they were far, far on the horizon. And um yeah, on your covered in your covered wagon, you just just stand there. Sometimes multiples of them would just stand there and uh, and and just watch it. And they were dark colored. I guess that's why they're called dark watchers. John Steinbeck actually uh, mentioned uh, the yes. uh, dark watchers in his uh, 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 collection of short stories called The Long Valley. Yeah, yeah, he got they got mentioned in Steinbeck, and they've been mentioned in a couple other things as well and this is one that there have been some I, I guess weather scientists or atmospheric scientists or whatever have weighed in to say that in certain conditions in that particular area when the sun is just right because that's the other thing too is they're only seeing kind of dusk and dawn and the sun's at the right angle and you've got enough haze in the atmosphere etc 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 a bunch of scientific stuff that i that i don't know but apparently it can create the optical illusion of what these people were describing in mass whether that's true or not hard to say but uh but that's one of the the few that there's some sort of validity whether or not the monster's real but the fact that people honestly truly did see something okay let us move to one more here all right, the Takuhi, South Dakota. Yeah. What a name! That's an Indian name. You know, that's a that's a good question. I I don't know. I I would assume it probably would be. It's it's been a while since I wrote the story. I I I don't know if I researched the origins of of all the names or not. But uh, that's that's a really good question. I don't have an answer for you. All right, let not, us uh, na- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let us, therefore, go all the way to the top because we have so many things to talk about. Number one, this surprised me, okay? Six million searches per year. Skinwalkers, I'm surprised. I'm very seldom surprised. I was surprised, too. Not not that skinwalkers aren't popular. I I honestly thought... I. Well, I already said it earlier. I thought Bigfoot was going to run away with this thing in stride, no pun intended. 
But yeah, Skinwalkers got the most Google searches by a landslide. And again, going back to the nature of why people are searching for things, does that mean they're the most popular or does it just mean that maybe people are becoming more aware of them and as a result, they're looking for more information and that's what drives those search numbers up? Uh, but I'm with you. I did not expect that to be the number one at all. In fact, I, I didn't even, not sure where I expected it to fall, but not number one. But when I go on on YouTube, you know, now, now that I've written this story and I've done some research on it, you know, the algorithms know that that's what I'm looking for. So I, I, I get a bunch of, I get, I get YouTube uh, productions, I guess, of various people in, in the cryptid variety. And it's amazing how much interest there is in skinwalkers. I mean, you can get pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of people doing either documentary or just informational stuff on skinwalkers. So clearly an interest, that's for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, the guys from Ghost Adventures even did something with Skinwalkers once, but I, I can't remember. I, I don't watch the show that frequently, but it seems like uh, they they did something with Skinwalkers. Well, and it really wasn't that long ago that nobody had ever heard of Skinwalkers. I mean, it's really a very recent interest. I would say within the last ten years. You know, you go beyond that. I mean, I remember some mentions, but nothing like it is today. A hundred percent agree. And I, you know, you know, numbers are just numbers. You know, numbers are are they only, you know, the numbers the numbers tell a story. They aren't the story. So, kind of like you were just saying, is now that they become sort of pop culture popular and but yet still new enough to where people don't know what they are you hear a story you watch a movie uh, you hear some joke about the skinwalkers for example that could be driving people to to search for the skinwalker simply because they're unfamiliar with it so who knows maybe in 10 years it'll be just as popular as bigfoot and it will be the number two making way for something new but by then, AI will be doing all of our searching, so who knows what it'll be. <laughs> you got to well, watch I'd... out for those AIs. <laughs> yeah, this is how we get Terminators. Starts <laughs> off looking for cryptids on the Internet, and the next thing you know, someone's knocking on your door asking for Sarah Connor. <laughs> well, I mean, in this list, uh, there are the perennial favorites. You know, like I said, Bigfoot, Thunderbird, the Jersey Devil. I mean, these these are creatures that have been part of, um, especially the American folklore, for a couple of centuries at least. And then oh, you have no the new, yeah, yeah. Then you then you have like you know the newcomers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chupacabra. Sure, yeah, and and even Skinwalker, I would say, would probably be a. Not that it's a newcomer in the sense that it's a new thing. It's definitely not. You know, Native Americans have, have had stories of skinwalkers long before uh, the settlers ever showed up. But in terms of American USA-style pop culture, they're a relatively new phenomenon. So it's uh, it's interesting to see. I'm sure there's some psychologist somewhere or sociologist that could that could explain our fascination with with cryptic creatures and what that says about a society you know you know how they do that with horror movies they'll say oh in the 
in whatever decade it was, people were watching zombie movies because they were afraid of dot 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 or vampire movies because they were afraid of dot 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 it was a it was a reflection of society as a whole it it'd be interesting to know what uh, if there is any correlation between society's thoughts and fears etc and and uh the popularity of some of these mythical creatures I think that um, certain reality programs that have been popular has helped uh, it, it, it increase the uh, uh, popularity of, of, of some of these cryptid creatures. Because, I, I mean, I know several years ago, everything was about, you know, Bigfoot, all kinds of uh, Bigfoot hunting shows. Mm-hmm. You know, those are kind of dying out a little bit. So now I wonder what will be the next one. That will, you know, get people's interest and uh, get them searching to see if there's anything going on in their area. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. There's, you know, being here in Idaho, and I can't remember the name for the life of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a real heel and just say I can't remember the name, which is terrible. But there's a university here in Idaho, Idaho State University, as a matter of fact, where um, there's a PhD. A guy's got a PhD. He teaches college level stuff. I mean, he is a smart, smart guy, and he is sort of the world's authority on Bigfoot from a from an academic standpoint. I mean, he's modeled his or, or built a career off of investigating Bigfoot, doing the the you know based on those plaster casts, and and he can say, here's how tall the, the thing must have been. Here's how much it must have weighed. Here's how fast it must have been moving. Let's break it here. More about the world's greatest authority. Gene, Lee, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. 
customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain, until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. Hosea works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. There used to be a stand-up comedian who would be introduced as the world's greatest authority. I won't mention the name. Maybe somebody will write in and say who it was. All right. The world's greatest authority on Bigfoot. Does this person, and what's the name, believe in them or what? You know, I, I, like I said, I can't remember the guy's name. and It's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm sure as soon as we're done, it's just going to hit me like a, a, like a brick across the face. Well, um, maybe a Bigfoot will come over and give you a slap <laughs> on the head. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Maybe it'll clean up my house while it's here, too. I bet you're talking about uh, Jeff Meldrum. I believe that's the name. Yep. From Idaho State University. Yep. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he was on all those shows. He was the perennial expert of of all things Bigfoot from a scientific standpoint, even taught classes on Bigfoot, if I'm not mistaken. 
as for whether or not he believes in him or not, that's I I don't know. It's a very good question. But, but going back to your earlier point, yeah, who knows? In ten years, there may be a, a, an entire entirely new study on a creature that's not even on this list because we've never even heard of him yet. <laughs> By the way, we had Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum on the Paracast December eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. No kidding. That's that's great. Us Idaho folks got to represent. Absolutely. Maybe we should bring him back. Yeah, it still still looks like that he's uh, teaching at uh, Idaho State University, at least as far as uh, 2022. Well, he's not going to indoctrinate his students in being liberals. He will indoctrinate them in being Bigfoot searchers or becoming big feet. (laughs) There you go. There was a, uh, you guys, I'm sure I've, I've, I've heard this theory multiple times, but yeah, there is, there is that out there that, uh, that, that Bigfoot or Sasquatch is not a missing link or a different species. It is some sort of a side chain, perfectly normal homo sapien group of people that just sort of lived out in the woods and evolved differently, but they still have the, the homo sapien genes. So they're not. They're not an ape. They're not a missing link. They are every bit as human beings as you and I, just with different features. Maybe you could be indoctrinated <laughs> to be a Bigfoot. You just have to try hard <laughs> enough. Yeah, it would it would take a, a bit of doing for anybody on my side of the family <laughs> to get like that, because I'm like, uh, you know, five foot eight in shoes. So it would it it would take quite a bit to get me up. Uh, or any of my family up to seven, ten feet tall. Yeah, it'd, it'd take it take a lot of generations on my family side too. <laughs> now, as for the hairy covering, well, I'm already <laughs> heading in that direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the hairier I get. <laughs> well, the older I get, the less hairy I get on the top, though. So it, there's yeah, well, be some sort of a compensation for the. If 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 someone takes a picture of a balding Sasquatch, then maybe I'll go cousin Larry. <laughs> well, maybe it's the point of here is that all the hair goes down, <laughs> like a migration. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's not basically being bald, just migrating the, the emphasis of where the hair lies. <laughs> <laughs> like the conservation of mass and energy, it's the conservation of hair follicles. You have the same amount; they're just in different places. <laughs> hair follicles can neither be created nor destroyed <laughs> there was an article I think in Popular Mechanics where they think they've reached a point where they're starting to be able to test solutions curatives for male pattern baldness well sign me up I'll take one yeah of course now they come up with it after you know it's I'm past my prime <laughs> It yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and I uh, as, as interesting as that is, I, I don't mean to sound jaded, don't get me wrong. I mean, everything's important, and uh, medically you never know what you stumble across. But sometimes I think, well, if we're that close to figuring out baldness, maybe we could work on some of those cancers. Maybe we could uh, take, a, take a stab at some of those. Hey, come on, priorities, you know. <laughs> That's true. 
I was thinking here of the ultimate solution because we were talking about stargates. And remember, in the stargate, we're beaming up, beaming down in Star Trek. They disassemble you and they reassemble you on the other side. A thing that's being missed about all this, which is, okay, if you could reassemble somebody perfectly, couldn't you make improvements? You have a little screen saying, oh, wait a minute, let's fix the heart problem. (laughs) He wants more hair. Okay, we'll make it red instead of instead of black. Okay, you don't have to dye your hair. We'll just do that naturally. Things like that. They can make the improvements in your physical form. You weigh 300 pounds. You want to weigh 200 and have a muscular build. Hmm, let's punch a few buttons there. It doesn't make sense why they can't make improvements with all these things that reassemble your atoms. That's a good point. Sign me up for that one, too. I'm signing up for lots of things this afternoon. We'll send you an invoice later. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That's one of the things we do here. We specialize on the PowerCast in sending invoices. Unfortunately, very few people pay them, but... What the heck? I'm going to move temporarily off that subject of supposedly real or legends of real creatures. It says here that you like making horror films. Yes, that's uh, that that is my that is my fun thing to do. I I I truly enjoy I enjoy doing that. That's my hobby. That's my uh, if I could make a living doing it, I would. Uh, I think that's kind of what. I wouldn't say that that's what lured me into making, uh, you know, reading up on on uh, mythical creatures. But I think that same part of my brain's always kind of thinking about that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, horror movies to me are just the ultimate getaway. I could, I could sit down and watch the worst horror movies you've ever heard of and have a great time doing it. I'd have a better what time are- watching the best horror movies, don't get me wrong, but uh, horror movies are just great. Amongst the bad ones, what are your favorites? Oh, the bad horror movies. Um, well, there's like subjectively bad, then there's objectively bad. You know, <laughs> I've seen when you when you when you're in the independent filmmaking circles, um, like like I tend to be. There's a lot of subjectively bad that's just no one will disagree that you're watching something and it's just poorly made. Um, but in terms of Hollywood movies or or big budgeted movies that are subjectively not well received let's see what would one of my favorites be um sound of his brain searching well here I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I, I'll, I'll change the subject just a little bit and, and uh and give you a taste of it uh terminator 2 which is widely considered to be the best terminator movie ever made i say it is a far distant second to the first terminator very popular un- opinion uh very unpopular opinion we're going to look at that before we terminate you and we'll join Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in The Pericast Thank you for listening to GCN Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. This Sunday, we begin in the Middle East, where it's the 100-day mark of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel. Families demanding the return of the more than 100 hostages still being held that were kidnapped on October 7th. There appears to be no end in sight to the fighting. Anti-Israel protests in Washington, D.C., calling for a permanent ceasefire to end the war in Gaza. To politics now, despite freezing cold temperatures, candidates campaigning in Iowa this Sunday, a historic cold forecast for Monday night during the caucuses. So how are the candidates responding to the weather? First, you'll hear from former President Donald Trump, then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. It's going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out. We are going to continue to try and touch as many people as we can. I'm confident our people are going to come out strong. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492-800-509-4492-800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast.
I should have said before we broke, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, that first Terminator movie to me was just by far and away the, the, the best one. Unpopular opinion. Everyone loves the second one, but I love the horror aspect of the first. You know what? I do have an example, and we actually even talked about it. Mothman Prophecies. Not exactly... Uh, Critics weren't lining up to sing its praises when it came out, nor are they now, but uh, I love that movie, and if it was on TV right now, I would stop everything and watch it. Like I, That's how much I love that movie. I don't think it is, but I could look it up. <laughs> I don't think anyone even wants to run it. They probably lose all their commercial advertising. That's how unpopular it was, but I, but I love it. That's my point, is I, I just think that movie's great. It's creepy, it's a- though. They did a really good job with that, just that uneasy things in your closet type of of feeling. 100% agree. In fact, I think that's the scariness. It's that uneasy feeling. It's the suspense. You know, the, the lead up to the scare is oftentimes what keeps you on the edge of your seat. And that's what you think about. The scare itself is the punchline to the joke. It's that perpetual setup and... Yeah, the Mothman prophecies, they did a great job of just building this. There's one scene in particular that uh, that just gets me every time, and that's when Richard Gere is on his phone, and he's he's looking at himself in the mirror. And I would be willing willing to bet, you know, Richard Gere being a, a good actor, that he rehearsed all of his movements and then just re- did it twice, as close as possible, but slight differences just because human beings can't do the same thing twice and they did one for the reflection and one for him because it just feels off just enough now now i know how they would have done that but as a kid holy cow i remember looking at that going something's going to happen something's going to happen i was afraid to look in mirrors for weeks (laughs) by the way if you're interested in seeing mothman prophecies free there's a stars cable channel if you take their seven-day free trial, which is possibly not available to everyone. You could see the movie and cancel, just to let you know. <laughs> and I feel like I should say I know I'm saying that it's a terrible movie. I'm not saying that. It's just critically not well-received. I will stand on any mountain. So just in case uh, the producers of, uh, of Mothman Prophecies are going, oh, this Lee Vanderbilt, man, he's terrible. No, I'm on your side. You did great. It's everyone else that's wrong, not me. Of the junk movies, what else did you like? I'm not saying Mothman Prophecies is junk. I was disappointed with it, highly disappointed, because I knew the reality in terms of books on the subject. Of so-called movies that are regarded as junk, what do you like? Um, Junk movies that I like. Well, uh, I tend to like... The horror movies that are like that, that they have the suspense and they really make you think about, it's not about the scare, it's about the idea that that this is a situation that could happen, or uh, it's it's a, it, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, and I know that's terrible, because I've watched so many movies that people roll their eyes when I say, oh my gosh, have you seen this one, it's great, and they say, that's terrible, and, I, and none of them are coming to mind, <laughs> uh, must be because there's so many to choose from. But I will just sum it up by saying that there is not a horror movie that I have ever watched that I was not able to find some redeeming quality to, no matter how, quote-unquote, terrible it may have been. Speaking of movies that I don't know if they regarded very well, 
This is from the original batch of Universal movies, starting in the 1930s with Dracula, 1931. There was a movie around 1935, very, 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 very loosely based on something from Edgar Allan Poe called The Black Cat. And The Black Cat had Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. But Karloff was so famous at the time, they just identified him as Karloff. And Lugosi plays this character who is afraid of cats. All right, nobody cares, nobody Uh. remembers it. No, I don't oh, remember. I, I remember. I remember that one, yeah. I've never heard of that one, but talk about two heavyweight sluggers of the horror genre of their time. To get both those two guys in a movie together, that's that's great. Well, they did several together. The difference is Karloff always had a great career, not just as a horror film actor, but covering all sorts of genres. He even did a Broadway play, of course. Peter Pan, he played Captain Hook. And mm-hmm. he could sing, all that. Lugosi really didn't, for whatever reason, get beyond the fame of Dracula. I mean, he played the role in the original movie, in the stage play, later repeated the role in a movie called Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. He plays Dracula there. Very credible. Maybe it was because he was addicted to painkillers because of a back problem. But his career never went as far as Karloff, unfortunately. I, I know he was featured. Was, was it, wasn't there a movie about, uh, was it Ed Wood, I think, with uh, Johnny Depp? Right, yes. and Martin Landau played Bela Lugosi and won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. That was a great movie and a great, it opened my, I didn't know the backstory of Bela Lugosi at all until I saw that movie, just the name, and it was, it was pretty eye-opening. The only thing that bothered me is Landau's Hungarian accent was more Jewish than Hungarian. <laughs> he, he did not nail that accent. I mean, I've seen enough Bela Lugosi films. He didn't nail it at all. But I thought he did a great job of it. And Johnny Depp is Ed Wood. And he was the greatest purveyor of junk films. You know, he'd shoot the picture, no retakes or anything. He just <laughs> did what he had to do. When Lugosi died on the set of one of his films. He's already done part of the film. What's he going to do? He had his chiropractor, who I guess was physically around the same size and weight as Lugosi, wear the cape and the robe and everything and continue in the movie, but you'd only see his back and you wouldn't hear from him. So for all practical purposes, Lugosi was in the film even after he died. But this is also true in a couple of the Star Wars movies where mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher died and they took images of her from other films, used a bit of AI, and inserted her into a couple of more films. That got yeah. grisly, though. That's grisly. Well, they're even doing that with music now. The Beatles, the Beatles have a new song out. Who would have thought? It, yeah, uh, but it's not done with AI. It's well, now and then. And what they did is they had this old cassette of John Lennon from the 70s, it had the 60-cycle hum that would afflict some recordings, hiss, background noise, the piano, and they tried to integrate it into a recording in the 1990s with Jeff Lynne producing and Ringo, Paul, and George there. And they recorded segments. Then with the technology of AI, they could separate cleanly the voice from all the background material. 
And Peter Jackson, of course, the guy who did Lord of the Rings, did the Beatles get back. He was able to work with Paul to take this cassette, separate Lennon's voice. It's the real voice. It's not recreated. It's his real voice from a 1970s cassette, and they filled in the rest. That's true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that on a technicality. It just feels weird, though, to hear. Here's a news. You listen to the radio. New music from the Beatles. Like, wait, did I? What year is this? And it contains material from the 1990s, some rhythm guitar parts from George Harrison. Then Paul plays in this slide guitar style that Harrison perfected through the song. And then he and Ringo do the harmonies and everything. You don't think Ringo could do harmonies? I guess here he had to do harmonies. I like the song now and then. It's a very simple song. It's not a finished song on a practical basis, but shows what they could do with the technology, just like the Beatles get back, where they literally were able to separate their voices from the background. And you hear where John Paul are talking about George Harrison when he temporarily left the band in a dispute. We've got more to come, one more segment, and then he'll join us on the premium show. We have Lee Vanderbau and Gene Steinberg. Tim Swartz, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535.
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Screenwriter, producer, you're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. But well, enough of the pop culture. We have Lee, and he is someone who is regarded as a paranormal agnostic. I understand they <laughs> yeah. don't grow on trees, they just swing from them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we run across the tops of them. Is that what it is? <laughs> I, I think that's what we were saying about an hour ago, right? You can, you can run across the tops of the trees. I said you're one of the tree people from the movie Phantom. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That That's it. Do you remember that movie? Um, Billy was, Zane plays the Phantom. Billy Zane. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I do, I do remember that. That was the 90s? In the 90s, Treat Williams yeah. plays the villain. It was one of the first appearances of Catherine Zeta-Jones. In a movie. Yes. Yep. Yep. I remember it now. He had the, like the the mask, like a like a like a Zorro, not a Zorro style mask, but just a mask that covers his eyes. <laughs> right. The ghost who walks, and that is based on a 1930s comic book, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. That's why it's kind of a period piece. If you look at it, I liked it. I thought it was really well done. It's unfortunate that they never did a sequel. And James Remar, who is one tremendous terrific character actor he plays an almost indiana jones kind of character here if you remember with the hat and everything i don't remember much of it i know i've seen it but i don't remember enough to i I don't remember that particular character i mean i'm trying to look it up now when it was filmed okay okay so we have to go back to the to the one back in the 90s or something like that all right what the heck 
I don't know why we're even doing this. It's 1996, <laughs> by the way, okay, 1996. And it didn't do so well. It had a budget of $45 million and only made 23 and a half. Yeah. And that doesn't make it in Hollywood. In Hollywood, you've got to literally make twice the production costs, then add some extra money because of the ripoff factor in Hollywood. Marketing and and uh, and the cinemas take their cut. So yeah, you've you've got to make it back and then some just to break even. I think, folks, you're going to like it. It's a lot of fun in the movie, except as we say, it didn't do very well at the box office. And there you go. Anyway, let's get back to the paranormal here. Any other kind of strange things that you explore in the course of your work? Uh, you know, I'm 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 drawn to supernatural. Uh, you know ghost type stories i i think those to me those those sort of uh ring my bell a little more than than the cryptid stuff but that doesn't mean that uh the cryptid cryptid stuff isn't fascinating the stuff i sort of research on my own look up read about um yeah tends tends to be more ghost story uh focused but i'm also a sucker for science fiction i mean if you really want to go down a rabbit hole we can talk about simulation theory for about eight days um i so the science fiction stuff to me you know ufos i guess that's pretty much the big the big part of science fiction for horror is is, is aliens and such uh, i i find that fascinating too just in a different way than i do ghosts in a different way than i do cryptids and i don't think now, i'm answering your question at all i kind of took a sidetrack there sorry about that you regard ufos as science fiction then um i wouldn't say science fiction i i would say in terms of storytelling wise it would fall if you were watch a movie about ufos and you went into blockbuster and i realized i just dated myself there you would find it under the science fiction section versus a ghost story you would probably find in horror or that that's how i was categorizing it i'm not saying that ufos are necessarily fiction is in not real i'm just i'm just saying movie wise that's that's where it would land looking at the reality as a paranormal mm-hmm. student do you think there are UFOs that something weird's going on? Doesn't mean that ET's coming here tomorrow. It's just sure. You think yeah, something I, we need to understand? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I actually had something happen to me once. Uh, speaking of being out on the road with an old college band, as I was, I was driving home from the eastern part of Idaho, and this was probably four o'clock in the morning. So we played the show. We're driving back to the Boise area. And there's two cars. I have, an, I have a pickup with all the gear in it and then one other person in my car. And then the rest of the guys are in another car. And we're not that far away from each other. You know, we're caravanning. And we come along the side of the mountain and I, it seems like, oh, is that a, what is that, a helicopter with a spotlight? And all of a sudden, the whole hillside lights up like the sun. You know, not, not a spotlight, but it was just searing bright. Anyway, the, the guys in the other car didn't see anything. And as bright as it was, they totally would have seen it. And the catch of it is my alternator burned out. It was an old pickup truck. So, I mean, there's always a possibility that it was going to go anyway. But, uh, yeah, my battery stopped charging. Limped back to Boise, you know, uh, basically running off the battery at night with headlights on. was pretty sketchy. Uh, made it made it there, but then couldn't get it started after we unloaded all of our gear and uh had to get a jump start and stuff. But yeah, whatever that was, whatever that big bright light was, it was so bright that it was almost hot. I know that's weird to describe. It wasn't hot like an oven, but it was so bright that you could almost, it was almost hurting your skin. And it actually well, burned up a part of my car, which I thought was kind of, that was weird. 
Well, certainly not a conventional cause, but there have been a number of sightings over the years where they have what's called electromagnetic effects, where a car is in the proximity of a UFO and stops running. Yeah, I mean, most modern cars are all computers, so if you short them out, I could definitely see that. You know, this was an old carbureted car, so there's nothing running off the computer, but the electric part did short out. Most of the reports of electromagnetic effects impact older cars. Okay. I wonder. You know, yeah, I wonder what that is. Has, has has anyone done any homework or research or put any theories out as to as to how that happens? Other than some side effect of the propulsion system used by the UFOs, I don't know. But in this situation, and they've depicted it by the way in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but that was based on actual genuine reports of the so-called EME or electromagnetic effects, where the UFO comes close, hovers over a car nearby, and the car stops running. Now, where the question mark is, is whether the car spontaneously starts after the object leaves or has to be restarted. And the jury's out on that. Isn't that right, Tim? Yes, that's correct. It's almost like the car is frozen in place And then after the object leaves, the car doesn't just start. It's just like, boom, it's going again. Ah, what a story, what a story. Hey there, Lee Vanderbo. It's been fun, and we're going to have you back for the After the Paracast podcast for our subscribers. But in the meantime, for people who want to know about all the stuff you've been doing, tell them where to find you. Well, like most uh, mythological creatures, I'm actually hard to find online. I've got a Facebook account I haven't logged into for about five years, but I'm do my best to change that. That's pretty much the only place I'm at. I'm not on all of the. I'm not on the socials. I really don't have a website of my own. I, I guess me and Bigfoot have that in common. But uh, if you, you can find me on Facebook, I'll try to get on there. I, I need to address some of those 10,000 unread messages that are that are, were flashing at me last time I logged in in 2019. So if, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'll, uh, I'll definitely check that out. And if you're interested in seeing some of the stuff I've made, you can you can see that on Vimeo. Just look look up my name, Lee Vanderbo, and you can find uh, some of the horror shorts I've made. And uh, I try to respond to comments on there as well. We will look for you. You will look for him and you will find him. Seek and ye shall find, especially Vimeo. There's a great variety of different videos there. You can find us on threads on X. I can't say X without saying formerly Twitter before I'm banned by Elon Musk. And that will give me some kind of status. And on Facebook as the Paracast, look for the Paracast on Facebook, X and threads. You can also check out our branded merchandise, which we feature at the Paracast.shop or the Paracast.store. Same place. We have four different logos to choose from and picking out T-shirts and all the other wear. We offer almost any size you can imagine. If you're small or really large, you know, with a deep voice there, we probably have a size that fits you, the Paracast.shop and the Paracast.store. And then we offer our streaming service, the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus for simple sign-up. We offer this show free of the network ads, better quality audio, and the exclusive bonus after the Paracast podcast, where Lee will be back for more discussions. It's also uncensored, by the way, because it doesn't go on commercial radio. To subscribe at the lowest rates ever, 
check out the Paracast dot plus the Paracast dot plus. Lee Vanderbo, thank you so much for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's donated dental services program to see one, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat, or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today.